Hey, yo, what's good, everybody? It is your man, B. Vaughn, here on We Create Music TV. Welcome to another interview segment. I'm excited tonight because I have my girl back, Desiree D., pianist, multi-instrumentalist, music producer. Y'all give a warm welcome to Desiree D. What's up? Not much. I am glad to be back on this platform. Yes. Oh no, there's a lot that's been up. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot that's been up, which we're going to get into tonight. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear about, you know, because we did it. We did this interview about a year yeah. ago. Actually, it's a, yeah, it's about a year ago. I think I looked early and it was, it said one year ago. I was like, oh, wow. So I'm sure. And from the things I've seen, there's a lot of things that have progressed in this in this year. And so I'm yep. interested in finding out. I do want to say right off the bat, and you don't need me to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm proud of you. You've been out there oh, killing it. Out there killing you. it. And so we're going to get into all of that, let everybody know exactly what's been going on in your world. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, if you want to introduce yourself. For those who don't know you, there's going to be a link somewhere in one of these corners to your other interview that we did so they can go back and get to know you from the first interview that we did together. But sure, let me turn it over to you for you to say whatever you want to say. Okay, awesome. So my name is Desiree B. I am from Toronto, Canada. I am a fusion instrumental artist. I am a producer, content creator, educator. Uh, I wear lots of hats. I do lots of things uh, music-wise. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much me. Yeah. I'm a trailblazer. Trailblazer. Uh, pioneer, you know, setting the, 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 the foundation for, you know, other women that look like me mm -hmm. who want to, you know, embark on this path that I've been embarking on for the last eight years. Mm. Uh, I celebrated my seven-year artist anniversary last year in November. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I did that by releasing seven singles mm. to close out a cycle of seven. Wow. So, it was just a you know a combination of just everything that I went through in my career uh, and in my life over the last seven years. So I said, you know what? I'm closing out seven years. Let's just give the people, you know, music. I released mm -hmm. my very first official music video last I, year as well. Too. So <laughs> yes. there'll be more of those to come this year. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, I figured, you know what? I haven't really done a official music video. So I said, you know what? Let me let me do it. And I just so happened to do it with a song that I released six years ago and was celebrating the anniversary of it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do a remake of uh, it and give the people a music video that's right that's yes yeah. that's, that's awesome you know so okay so so seven years right so you started in 2014 yes. if i remember correctly and uh that was your your foray into this whole music music world right uh so so putting out seven singles was that now i'm sure that, that wasn't throughout the entire year was it or was it the, the culmination at the end of a year that you put out the seven singles. So for the year of 2021, I put out a total of seven singles. So I started in February. Uh, so I did, I released February, March, April, May, June, 
the music video came out in July. Mm. Then I took a break August and September. Well, not even really a break. I just really had a, a rough time mm. in August and September. So I needed to take a step back for a little bit. Right. And I came back in October and November with two singles. Mm. Yeah, I learned, that's right. Look, that's that's dedication to your craft when you are working and putting out music consistently like that. You know, so, you know, most people, they just come out with a single, they drop an EP and that's until the next EP or the next single. Right. But you kind of took like a, I don't want to say like a Russ approach. Right. You know, because Russ, I think he did like 52 songs, something like right. that. But it is being consistent with your music and putting your music out there. Because in this vast world of music creators, people need to hear from music creators, right? We are looking for music to listen to and to consume. And so if we're as music creators aren't putting out work, you know, then it's like, oh, okay, well, time to go on to somebody else. And so I, I applaud that, that, that you were consistent in putting out content and putting out that work and dropping a video. I need to do a video somewhere, a music video. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna do one. No, I don't have any songs. I don't have any songs to do one, but <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna make gonna a song. You're gonna have to get some songs. I'm gonna make a song. No, right. <laughs> That's right. You know, you said something interesting uh, when when you first started off, and it's a question that I have here uh, that I that I wrote down, and it says that in in your in your bio you mentioned uh, it says well how I wrote it, it said you indicated that you never saw yourself represented in the Canadian music industry. And I wanted to know how come, like what what was your perspective and what did you see uh, that kind of led you to that, uh, to that perspective? Well, the main thing was I didn't really see any black women instrumentalists, musicians at that in Canada, uh, not just in the industry, but also in the gospel music community and the church community as well. Growing up, I would often go to different churches, visit different churches, and a majority of their musicians were, were males. And as somebody who grew up in church, learning how to play the piano, learning how to play by ear, and also playing in church, I would often question, how come there's no women who are behind the instruments? Why is it always the men that are, you know, playing the instruments? But, you know, mm. the stigma in the black community and in the church is that women are only capable of being behind the mic and mm. that's where they belong and no they can't do anything else so i just i wanted to change that you know and as somebody who was fortunate enough to have the opportunity in my church to you know be part of the ministry and to grow as a musician i wanted to see something different so mm -hmm. not just in the church um, realm, but also in the industry in right. Canada, you, it's not every day that you hear about a black woman who's an instrumental artist in this country. Mm. Uh, most people who are instrumentalists are predominantly male, white males at that. Um, and then, you know, you have some black males as well who are in the industry, but never any females because according to, you know, popular belief, black women are known for singing and right. for using their voice and not for playing instruments. So I remember when I first came out on the scene after hiding for 24 years, uh, that uh, people were shocked. They were like, oh, whoa, 
where did she come from? I've never seen a black woman playing instrument before, or I've never seen a black woman go in this direction of wanting to be an instrumentalist. So people were intrigued, people were interested, people wanted to, you know, see what was, I guess, gonna happen. Hmm. Uh, but not only was I trying to change the way that people saw black women in the right. industry as musicians, I also was fought with, you know, opposition and mm -hmm. obstacles and challenges, right? Not only for the color of my skin and the fact that I'm a woman and I have to work harder than everybody else, uh, but also just trying to get my music heard in Canada. You know, everybody is so lyric happy and, you know, we want to hear the sing. We want to hear what you're saying. We want to hear the lyrics. We want to hear this. That's totally fine. I have no problem with that. And shout out mm -hmm. to all the rappers and the, the vocalists out there who are doing their thing and telling their stories uh, using lyrics. I just prefer to tell my story using the melodies that I create in my music. So whether that's on the keys, whether that's using synth patches, whether that's using drum beats, using bass and guitar lines and whatnot, my story lies within the music. So even though I'm not using lyrics uh, to share my story, my story is prevalent in the music that I create. That's right. You know, and, and that's that's interesting. Uh, a couple of things that you said in there was, uh, if I can clarify some of those, is that, and, and it, it's pretty much the same way in the U.S. too, is that they put you in a, a especially being a black female artist, they kind of want you to be in a box and you can't usually step outside of that box to get into those other areas. I do know, uh, and, and you're right, there are not many instrumentalists, uh, female instrumentalists in the industry, at least from what I've seen. A lot of them are, are rappers, singers. Um, but I do know one specifically that is a drummer. And that's how she started off as, as a drummer. But she's a rapper, singer too. Um, but not just purely an instrumentalist. Um, but I think, I think that's, I think that's prevalent in almost any industry that we find ourselves in. Uh, at least for a, a, a perspective from womanhood, is they try to put you into this category, into this box, and say that you only can fit here, which I think is doing a disservice and a uh, injustice to to women everywhere, because they have so many gifts, so many talents, and like, who are you to put me in a box and say that I can only do do this or this is what I should do? You know, my gifts, in this case, your gifts and your talents can take you anywhere and you can do anything that you want to do, uh, right? And so I love the fact that you didn't allow those people, those naysayers, those negative uh, people, those those perspectives to kind of stop you from doing what you wanted to do and for you trailblazing and leading the path that you, that you are on. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. There's not a lot of female instrumentalists I was surprised to start seeing females like mix engineers. I was like, what? It, cause, because it was just like a, that was like where what men did, right? Quote, men did. Men mixed records. But then you look back and you go, oh, oh, oh. Like there's a there's a, a, a woman here named Kesha Lee, uh, Kay Lee. Uh, she's, a, she's won Grammys and all types of stuff, but she's in a phenomenal mix engineer. Uh, and they're, they're out there. I think we just... As you said, we, we kind of put them in that box in that situation, so which is unfair, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So I, I, I'm going to go back because uh, even though you didn't say it, it kind of was something you were alluding to in your introduction, uh, where I saw that you were labeled the Toronto Queen of Vibes. <laughs> so, so how did that come, how did that come about? How did that label, that moniker, come about being the Toronto Queen of Vibes? You know what? I have gotten many names over the last eight years by lots of people, and I think it's just because of my overall vibe. When even when I'm posting content on social media. I've been called the queen of the keys and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of women out there who probably use that as their username. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Somebody uh, just, I guess, commented on one of my videos and said, Yo, you're so vibey. This is a vibe. Mm. And then I remember doing a workshop with one of the local organizations out here. Uh, it's called Soundcheck Youth. And it's a, it's a black friend organization and they invited me on to do a session and the person who put together the, uh, I guess the introduction labeled me the queen of vibes. So I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. I'm going to take this mm -hmm. and run with this to the point where now it's like people, when they see me, Oh, it's the queen of vibes. Hold on, we go back and do your intro. Wait. <laughs> That's right, the queen of vibes. I mean, but that's, you know, when, when you think of even a name like that, that that's placing you in a, 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 a position that uh, of, of authority, uh, a position of influence that you have with the skills that you bring to, to the table. Uh, and for people who don't know, like go, watch, go back and watch the last interview. She was killing them keys, right? That's, like if you want to be called the queen of keys, great. But she was killing them keys, and so y'all go back and make sure you watch that. But you know, when when you think of of that, that's a that's a positional uh, authority perspective, uh, yeah. and so people are looking to you as not just from the music that you make, and I'm sure it's not, but I'm sure it's because of the influence that you have within the community, within your network of 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 other music creatives, uh, also. Yeah, the queen of the queen of vibes. So that's right. You're going to have to get a shirt. It says like the queen of vibes and a jacket. So when you walk in. I like, know, but I mean, for now, I'm just going to, you know, stick with my logo here. Oh, uh, that's right. Desiree D logo. Yeah. That's right. You know, so speaking Eventually, of that, we're... Probably... say that again. Eventually, I'll probably, you know, <laughs> when I'm, you know, thinking of my next idea for my merch, maybe right. I might just. So, so, so speaking of that, I'm glad you talked about that because that's that's a question that I have here, is that, you know, since it's been a year since we had a conversation the last time, I've seen that you've been very, very busy, with with branding and with marketing uh, yourself. Uh, so, can you talk a little bit about your strategy uh, and how you framed your brand and how you framed your marketing? Because I'm sure other people are interested are interested in how you really. Uh, did that for you because you started I want to take it away from you uh, but I started seeing you everywhere in blogs and all types of things on different websites which we'll talk about in a moment and it's like so how, how did all that stuff work out and how, what was your strategy towards that okay so you know what when I first started I didn't really have a strategy I'm just gonna be honest I really didn't 
Um, I just wanted to stand out. That was the goal, you know, for whether that was marketing myself, whether that was posting videos, whether that was creating some sort of logo that would, you know, describe me as an artist, as, as all the hats that I wear, something that made me stand out. And because I kind of already stood out being a black woman who plays instruments and is an instrumental artist, I already stood out in that regard. But also um, I just wanted my overall, my overall brand to stand out as well too. So that was coming up with a logo that embodied the Desiree D music brand. And I knew that after five, six, seven years of doing this, that I needed to, you know, rebrand myself. Mm. Right. Um, I had a logo a while ago that I was using, but at the time when I had management, management was like, no, it's time for you to upgrade that logo now. So I reached out to a friend of mine. Her name is uh, Josie Lacorte, and she's a graphic designer out here. And I said, listen, um, I'm looking to rebrand myself. I'm looking to get a logo that stands out, but also embodies who I am as an artist. So mm-hmm. process took a little bit of time just because I'm very picky and that's just who I am. And I'm proud of it. I'm proud of being picky. Right. Some people aren't, but I am. So <laughs> I just wanted it to be, I wanted it to be right. You know, mm. I wanted to make sure that it truly embodied who I was as an artist, as a musician. And the concept was, you know, if you have Desiree D, you have the two Ds and then you have the keys, which most people thought was something else. But once I, you know, explained to them, no, it's actually a keyboard. They're like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. Mm. And then the finishing touch on it was adding the outline of my face. So I had Ah. used a, a photo from, I think, maybe 2014 or 2015. And my graphic designer decided to take like a silhouette and then put it, you know, as a part of the logo. So mm-hmm. now when you have the logo, you can see the outline of the ah. face there. And then you have the keys, right. And then the two Ds right. to represent Desiree D. So when she finally came back to me with the finished product, I was like, Oh my goodness, this is it. Mm. This is it. So I had a whole branding package and she gave me, the highlights for Instagram. Okay. And then I also had like a launch graphic. Mm. So once I put that out, people went crazy. They're like, yo, this logo is dope. Like who made your logo? Yada, 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 yada. Um, and then aside from that, uh, I've always wanted to put out merchandise. Merchandise was something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time. Just mm-hmm. never cut the the direction for that never had the the means i guess and i think at some point i just didn't believe in myself fully that i could get it done um mm. because you know finances has always been an issue of mine Damn. but Mind one day i was like no, i'm just gonna take the leap of faith and just do it because i know it's something that i want to do and i know that you know god will bless me in whatever way mm-hmm. he needs to so that i'm able to do it so one day uh one of my friends who had recently started his own line called uh, God is Good. And he had brought over a shirt for me. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is so nice of you. And I said, who did the design? He said, yeah, I did it myself, me and my wife. And I said, oh, you guys do printing now? He's like, yeah, we have the machine. We have the machine at home. So we do all of our designing, we do all of our printing. 
and I had mentioned to him that day that, you know, I was looking to get my merchandise line started and I have my logo and I had a couple ideas and he said, you know what, send it to me. And I said, you sure? He's like, yeah, no, send it to me. So I sent him the logo, sent him my ideas that I wanted for the shirt. So it was my logo in the front and the middle. And then on the back, um, it would have my name and my tagline, which is inspiring lives, one music note at a time. So I think after maybe three days or four days, he came back to my house and dropped it off. And when I opened that package, I was only expecting one shirt. He sent me three shirts, three shirts. So one was uh, black and white. And then he sent me another shirt that was gold. Now the gold, I was not even expecting the gold, but I was just so fascinated by the gold. And I was like, Mm. oh my God, this is so. He also sent me masks as well, because you know, we're still in COVID-19 season. Sent me masks and he also sent me some other stuff too. And it was just the fact that he went out of his way to do that Mm -hmm. just for me to see like oh my goodness this is possible now i have a connection here where now i can get more merchandise out because now i have somebody who's already doing it who lives 10 minutes from my house that's right so from there i came out i did like a mock trial type deal and i did like a little mini photo shoot um in the beginning and i said okay i bought 35 shirts and i said let me see if i can sell all 35 of these shirts soon as that picture went up (laughs) within maybe a month all of my shirts were gone and i was like wow okay Mm -hmm. i can really do this so then i did a real photo shoot with a friend of mine and i got more colors in so i did like blue gray red yellow and all those Mm -hmm. you know summery colors and i asked a couple of my friends to be a part of the photo shoot and we did some shots and the shots came out amazing and I put them up and I said, here's the official launch of Desiree D merchandise, you know, mm-hmm. and people have been buying things. People have been, you know, supporting and people have commented on the logo, how unique and how different and how it stands out. Right. And yes. that has been, you know, me just pushing that brand. And, you know, I recently just released the crew necks. So now you can get okay. crew necks. Now everybody is asking, oh, I want a crew neck. But now everybody's like, so where's the hoodies? I'm like, well, we're kind of out of hoodie season. <laughs> so hey, maybe, look, they're ready. <laughs> they're getting we'll ready. Wait, we'll wait for that, you know, we'll wait until, you know, the fall to release the hoodies. But now I'm I'm thinking about what I can do next. Like, I just started experimenting with plaid. So I got a couple of plaid shirts and, you know, adding a logo to plaid. And I'm like, ooh, this is nice. This mm. is nice. But yeah, nice. a lot of it has just been, you know, taking the leap of faith and you know trusting the process and just doing things scared and sometimes you have to do Mm. things scared because sometimes god's waiting for us to you know make the move that's right oh see look see i oh y'all know i needed that y'all needed to hear that you know my wife be saying the same thing to me i I used to have a pastor uh and and so they were a pastor team they were married but and they were a pastor team at the church uh, but the, the the female pastor would get up and say, there was one sermon, I remember her saying this. She was like, sometimes you got to do it afraid. And I was like, ooh, do it afraid, right? She's like, you're not going to have all the pieces. You're not going to have everything in, 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 in the works that you would like. She said, so step out on faith and do it afraid. I was like, I, I need that right there. Do it afraid, you know, and, and sometimes you need that. Sometimes it is what fear 
is a big demotivator. Sometimes fear is a great motivator for others. Sometimes it's a demotivator for others. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm scared to do this because for whatever those reasons may be, it's like, ah, uh, do I step out? And do I do it? What if it fails? It's like, oh, I don't know. But, you know, I always say no risk, no reward. You don't step out and do it. You, well, I don't always say that. Let me give the, let me give the credit to where credit is due. It came from a martial arts movie, and in the movie, the guy, the bad guy, will always say no risk, no reward. And so I didn't make it up, but <laughs> but it's very applicable, right? So no risk, no reward. If you don't step out on faith and do it, it's not going to get it's not going to get done. But yeah. yeah, yeah, you know so. I think that's important. I don't know many artists that have a logo. Neither do I. I don't know many music, music creators that have a logo. I know companies that have a logo. I mean, they're a company. Like, I got a logo for We Create Music TV, which is, boom, right there. Right? I got a yeah. logo for my main company, Magnum Opus. I got logos for that. I got a website. I don't know many artists that have a website. I'm you know? working on That's the next step for me i'm working on that right now i'm using a beacons page which kind of lists like the main links to, yeah but articles uh, and whatnot but i'm really right. like this year i'm working towards actually having a website mm -hmm. put together that's so right that's the next but you know everything and it's timing and everything you know just taking that's one right. thing at a time and not everything at once so mm -hmm. that's the next step yeah because i always tell people i said there has to be a place that is central for you as a music creative your instagram your facebook your whatever is not your you know main space for you because as you know instagram i never remember specifically i was trying to find something about an artist and this artist was like yeah i just put everything on my instagram and i was like well why do you do that like that's not where you put he's like because most people that i know that around my age group, check Instagram. That's where they go to. And I said, that may be the case. I said, but those people aren't gonna really do anything for you. And I said, it's the older people, <laughs> it's crazy. I'm like, it's the older people that are looking for a website. Because on the website, you can have all your merch, you can have all your, um, you can have your EPK on your website, you can have your music on your website for people to listen to. You can have a special access area that you give people access to or whatever it may, you can do so many things on your own website because if Instagram, Facebook, and all those places go down, where are people gonna go? They can't find you. And it's like, oh, how do I know what's going on? Yes, so I, I will always say, and of course you already been thinking about that is getting that, getting, getting that website. You know, but, but branding is, branding is part of the process. And it is about ensuring that there's consistency in how you're presenting yourself. And so, you know, you're talking about you having the logos, you're talking about you having uh, soon to be the website, uh, and all of those things are gelling together, right? So you got the t-shirts and all those things are, are gelling together. So when people think about Desiree D and, and even just they just see your logo, they have a connection. Oh, that's Desiree D. I know what she stands for because I can tell whether it's through her presentation, through her music, through her deliverables, whatever those things may be. There's a, there's a recognition that comes with it. And I wish a lot of artists would understand 
would understand that. They are interested in branding, I think, but a lot of sometimes don't want to do the branding type stuff or the marketing type stuff. So, so that's something I do want to talk about. And, and I don't know if it stemmed from you refocusing on your brand as a whole, uh, but, but all of a sudden I'm starting, you're, you're in tons of music blogs and tons of uh, like indie magazines and websites and stuff. Like, so how did that come? Did that come about when you made the, sh the shift with your logo and your, and your branding? Um, yes and no. Uh, you know what? I started doing more research on how I could get on more blogs. Mm. And it's funny because there was a uh, company that reached out to me called Muzo Soup. And well, actually, not Muzo Soup, but it was a it was a company from like France or something like that. And in their links that they sent me, there was uh, this website called Muzo Soup. Now, Muzo Soup is a website where you can submit your music for blog placements, uh, playlisting, uh, and you know you pay a fee, and you can you know submit your music and. I guess blog writers and playlist leads can uh, check out your music and then they can make you offers. So those offers could be, you know, getting a music blog write up or uh, they're adding you to one of their exclusive playlists or even getting radio play. So found out about that website and it was last year I started using it for my first single that I released in uh, February. And it was from there where I was getting mm. a lot of traction and I was getting a lot of traction overseas. Mm -hmm. overseas. And the more blog write-ups I got, a lot of other blogs were other were interested in me as well too. And so like Buzz Music has always been writing about me mm. since 2020. Like they're basically family at this point. Wow, so nice. they're always excited to, you know, write about me and, you know, have me promote my music with them. Mm -hmm. So I already have like a lifelong bond with them regardless, which is nice because, is... you know, I've gone to so many times, right, for new releases. And the more of those blogs uh, that I got, I ended up getting uh contacted by a company called Radio Pushers. So I'm not sure Radio if you're familiar pushers. with Radio Pushers. I am. I, I was, I am, I'm familiar with Radio Pushers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one of their <laughs> reps reached out to me and they're like, yeah, they, we've been checking you out. Um, we'd love for you to be a part of our brand, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, sure. Let me check them out. So I think at the time I was releasing love and found which i released in april and i submitted and they were you know putting me on their radio stations already which was really shocking to me because you know a lot of these radio stations don't like to play instrumental music let's just right. be honest right. <laughs> right uh a lot of these mainstream radio stations refuse to play instrumental music because it doesn't have lyrics or sometimes the radio stations think that, oh, the music is too experimental. And I'm like, my music is not experimental, it's fusion. 
Let's 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 be clear with that. Um, or it's just not fitting for their brand or it's not fitting for whatever music that they are playing on the station. So when they told me, yeah, we're placing your song on uh, their two radio stations, I believe it was Power 102.1 uh, in Toronto and then Power 106.8 in Miami. And they were literally playing my song two times a day, every single day. And that's never happened to me wow. before never gotten that. So I said, okay. So I kept sending them my stuff. And that turned into, you know, multiple radio interviews with them. Um, and then from there, I ended up getting placed on their main radio station, the, the Blaze 88.7 XM Miami on iHeartRadio. So imagine working yeah. with this company for less than, a, less than a year at that point, and already getting placed on their top radio station on iHeartRadio. So yeah. I have about three of my songs right now on iHeartRadio. Plus, on plus I have them in their like three main stations: so Toronto, Miami, and Los Angeles. So my songs are still streaming. Plus, I'm on their Apple Music playlist mm. and some other playlists that they have. Literally to the point where the CEO was so impressed by my social media presence and my music, where he then offered me a position. Mm -hmm. to be the digital operations director for the company. So essentially I'd be, you know, doing artist outreach and like for social media and then also working with the Monday board, monday.com. So they have okay. like different boards where they, mm -hmm. um, I guess they gather information for different artists from across, across the country, across the world who are on Instagram and it's a way of engagement. So engagement is something that is um, a priority for the company. So getting real organic um, engagement on your page and having the opportunity to connect with different artists um, on their network. And I love the Monday app, to be honest with you. It's great. I mean, I've seen an increase in my numbers as well, too. Uh, but I just love the fact that, you know, they're focused on real organic followers, real organic engagement. So it's not, you know, these bots that people are paying for just to get, you know, 100,000 followers. Right? It's actual real people that you're connecting with. And it was really nice that, you know, he saw that in me because this is a part of my journey that I never saw. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't think that, you know, I'd be part of a company uh, working so closely with, you know, their artists on social media um, and just building that brand part of the company to now where he's trying to now extend his um I guess this brand into Canada now. Wow. Via me. Hey, that's <laughs> awesome. Right. So a lot has transpired due to my presence on social media, due to mm. my rebranding, due to, you know, really putting myself out there with music blogs and, you know, getting recognized on blogs in Canada. It took a long time. But I, as I always say, and as the, the scripture says in the Bible, that a man is not regarded in his own home. Mm. So I mm. had to take that leap of faith many years ago outside of my comfort zone to be seen. And it's sad that it has to be like that. But I yeah, mean, I the word of God says it. Imagine if we just relied solely on our home to guess anywhere it wouldn't get us anywhere. And sometimes right. we have to be willing to step out 
of our home, step out of our zone of comfort mm -hmm. to be seen and to be recognized and to move forward into our purpose. If we, you know, just stayed stagnant at home because we let fear cripple us, fear right. is very crippling. And sometimes because we don't know what's going to happen and we have this fear of the unknown that mm -hmm. we get so stuck in this box and, you know, oh, home is comfortable, but, you know, I have some supporters here. But I'm like, imagine how much more support you could get. Imagine how much more further in your purpose you could get if you stepped outside of your of your comfort. That's right. It's, That's right. You know, you know, one of the I can't, one of the things that I teach uh, kind of speaks to that. Um, and so when, when I'm teaching this particular concept, I usually draw three circles, you know, have a, a circle here, and then a circle around that circle, and then another circle around that circle. And then, uh, then I label those three circles. And then I label one called the panic zone, which is when you're in this particular zone and you're just way over your head and you don't know what you're doing. So you're freaking out and you're like, what do I do? And I don't know how to do it. And everything is just like chaotic. And then there's one circle called the comfort zone, which a lot of people find themselves in, which is that this feels good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm e at ease with this. I'm, I'm good with this. I don't have to step outside of this uh, in order to, uh, it's, 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 it's not uh, threatening, you know, my, my comfort in this comfort zone. And then there's another zone called the productive discomfort zone, which doesn't feel too good but you're being productive. You're stretching yourself to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. But it doesn't feel good. It's, it's, it's growing you and it's developing you and it's helping you to achieve your overall goals. And a lot of people don't like to step into that productive discomfort zone because of those things. It is going to, it is going to push you. Uh, and kind of like for yourself, you stepped out of that and into that productive discomfort zone to achieve the things that you truly wanted to, to achieve. And, Kudos for that, because not a lot of people move from comfort to productive discomfort zone. And that's when you truly find what you really want is in that particular in that particular zone. But anyway, I don't feel like I'm, look, I'm up here teaching, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it is the, the, the productive discomfort zone. Um, I was actually debating if I wanted to share my story about radio pushers. I will only share it if you want to hear it. Well, you, what kind if, of story is it? Is, it a, is it a positive then, story or is it a negative no. story? <laughs> it's um, a negative story? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Let's. Uh, let's, let's discuss. Let, let's let's talk about that later, me and you. Yeah. Because maybe yeah. some things changed since the when I was introduced to them back in the day. But right. what I am glad to hear regardless of what my experience may have been, that it is, it is an experience that is enjoyable for you and that is helping you to achieve what you want to achieve. And that there are other people that you are seeing have success in that arena as well with that organization. So, you know, I don't want to put any negative shine on that because, you know, one person's experience can kind of lead people astray. And sometimes my experience may have been caused by whatever circumstances may have been out there. But uh, I did see that. I was like, oh, look at that. Digital operations director, radio push. I know that's like, wow, that, that's once again, that goes back to 
your brand. It goes back to the authority that people see that you have or the influence that others see that you have. And they gravitate toward that. And they want to be, they want to have you be a part of what they're doing and for you to be a part of what, let me make sure I say that right, for you to be a part of what they're doing and vice versa. I'll say it that way. <laughs> that way I don't get it all jumbled up. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think that's something that's, that's interesting because I have that uh, as a question is like, how, and I think you started to answer it because a lot of people want to be on the radio and they want their songs on the radio. Right. And it's like, how do I get my songs on the radio? And, and what strategies do I use to get my songs on the radio? Um, and I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about that. I know I'm interested. There's a there was something that I use in the past uh, that kind of helped me get some songs on the radio. Uh, and it did kind of talk about what you just said. You got to sometimes leave your own home to find love in other areas. Right. You're not regarded in your own home. Um, did all of those radio plays come through radio pushers? Um, no, the radio plays that I got, um, were prior to Radio oh. Fishers. Not yeah. Okay. So a few of them were through Muzo Soup, which is what I was using. And also radio stations reached out to me. That's, right? no, that's so good right there. And Gospel Grind Radio, uh, um, Groove Radio Detroit, the Star Radio. Um, Soul Beats in the Netherlands, Extreme Exposure Radio, they all reached out to me. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it wasn't a matter of me like doing my research, which I did, right? right? But you know, for me, I was aiming for some of these bigger guns, especially mm -hmm. out here in Canada. And one of my goals was to have one of my songs played on a national radio station. So out here in Canada, we have a few our main one is cbc radio cbc yeah it's always been my dream I'm familiar with them right have one of my played on that radio station and i will tell you the story of how i got one of my songs played on cbc radio yes, so tell us um, there was a program called the block by cbc now this program started in 2021 and its aim was to play music by black people so black artists that was the goal right and of course it was spearheaded by a black woman and i loved that they were doing that you know they're supporting toronto um canadian talent but it was by black people so i thought to myself at the time i had been working on late arrival the late arrival remix and that was the song that I knew had the potential to, to blow up. Um, and I knew that the quality that I had produced with that song was radio, international or national radio ready. So I sent it off about two weeks after I released it. Sent an email in and I said, you know, my name is Desiree D and I'm an instrumental fusion artist from Toronto, Canada, and I'm submitting my song. So I believe it was maybe two or three weeks after I had sent the email because they were getting a lot of emails mm, at the time. I'm so sure was, they do. It was busy. And I got a response. I never expected a response back because most times these radio stations do not respond back to you. But I got a response back and the response said verbatim, 
we love this song it is so dope but we mm. don't play instrumental music on our program now that is something i hear all the time so this is mm. nothing new i hear this all the time so normally i wouldn't even respond back to the email i would just kind of be defeated and just be like okay they're mm. not gonna play my song whatever but something in me said desiree respond to the email because i literally was going to leave the email and not respond back but my says desiree respond to the email so i responded back and i say verbatim that's too bad because you know instrumental music is on the rise right now and i'm i'm hoping that there's a way for you guys to incorporate it in your program and i left it at that so um september came along and i was just about to head off to vancouver for my birthday and literally three weeks before my birthday i got a notification on instagram from the block by cbc and i thought why are they tagging me that's weird all right so i went to the tag post lo and behold i saw a picture of myself with desiree d late arrival playing tuesday september the 8th 2021 at 7 p.m on cbc radio and I think of that moment and I thought to myself, wow, imagine if I did not respond to that email, mm-hmm. right? Imagine if I allowed fear to cripple me and you know, the amount of rejections I've gotten just to continue. But it was like, no, this is a dream of mine and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to ensure that that dream comes true. So I responded that to I responded to that email and I'm so glad I responded to that email because my song got played on the radio. And to put the icing on the cake, they played it in the last five minutes of the program. Huh. Hey. So imagine that. <laughs> From right. being told we don't play instrumental music right. to being what they save the best for last. That's right. That's right. See, look. See, look, look, you know, most people say, look at God. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> but, um, that's that is, that is awesome. Well, I, I just love the fact that you responded back because sometimes most people just won't, as you stated, they won't respond back and they'll just leave it as is. Oh, that door is closed. But sometimes not the door is not, it's not that the door is closed. They just want to, and it's so weird because in organizations, we do that, right? And so I'll, I'll kind of give you an example. And you may have seen this or maybe have heard somebody gone, gone through this type of situation. So let's say I have a job opening and I have candidates who apply for the job. And so, so I'm giving y'all some insight knowledge if y'all do work in, at organizations, right? And you are going for a position. I'm just, I'm telling you what they do. Because I, one, I teach it to other people too. I'm in a leadership role at an organization. So let me just tell you, right? So I got a job opening. I'm hiring people for the job and I get some good candidates. I get some great candidates. Uh, but let's say there's one candidate that, you know, it's great, but that's not a person that we're looking at. And in our head, it's not that we're not looking at them. A lot of times it's people want to see how you handle certain situations, how you handle rejection how you handle when somebody tells you no. And a lot of times it's, it's not so much about you're not qualified for the job. A lot of, because part of growth and development is ensuring that you know how to handle situations well. 
And so sometimes they'll tell you no, not so that you can be disgruntled and leave and then go off and be like, well, I hate that job. That manager's stupid. They don't know. They talk about, man, F that organization, blah, 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 right? It's, a lot of times it's not that. A lot of times we want to see how you're going to respond back. And it's kind of what yeah. you just said. That's too bad. You know, this is on the rise. And, you know, you probably miss out on great music if you don't include it, right? Something. But a lot of times we, we want to see how the person responds if they are mature enough to move to that next level. Right. I'm giving y'all game from an uh, organizational perspective, right? But it's applicable to music too. Because sometimes yeah. a lot of no's that you hear are not no's. They just want to see what you're going to do in that next step. Are you just going to just let it go? And it's like, wow, okay. Well, I guess they weren't really, you know, really serious about what they wanted to do because they got shook by one no. Okay, let's move on then. So, yeah. I mean, the way I see it is many no's will be a yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. I had a I had a guy on the show. <laughs> I had a guy on the show, um, Teddy Richards, and and Teddy <laughs> he shared the story when he was younger, looking to get a job, and he was he was trying to get a paper route, and he called the lady back at the paper um, newspaper company several times, and at the end she was like, "Okay, I get it. This is going to continue, right?" He was like, "Yes, ma'am." She said, okay, good. I'll give you the job just so you don't have to keep calling up here. But he got the job. He was persistent, right? He was confident in his own abilities to do the job and he was persistent. Like you can't, nobody can get shaken just by one no, because you're going to get them no's, right? Yeah. But yeah, beautiful story, beautiful story and how it ended up on on the radio, uh, CBC. And CBC is huge in, in Canada. And so they did a fantastic, that, that, that was a fantastic story. Uh, for anybody who's wanting to do that type of thing, whether it's radio, whether it's a magazine, a blog, or whatever it is, don't, don't take the first no as the actual no. So, yeah. but yes, yeah, so good stuff. Uh, so, so let's talk about day to day. Yes, let's yes. talk about it. Let's talk about day to day. What was the inspiration behind the single day to day? Because I believe you just, when did, when did you release day to day? November, in November, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, now, okay, take me back. Has another single come out before after that? Um, no. I'll, okay, I, good. I want to make sure I'm not missing it. <laughs> but can I go back? Sure. I'm to go back a little bit so you can you can understand how you know that day to day came about. Yes, so, please. So um, I don't know if people really and truly you know pay attention to you know my story because 2021 was me officially telling my story through those seven songs that i put out so let's go from the beginning february what song did i release in february take a step right yeah <laughs> no sorry change is good and now my story extends seven years right and you know it was a way for me to kind of explain my story through these seven songs now having to go through what i went through in the seven years plus having to deal with a pandemic you know changes your thinking on how you release your music now i thought you know this is a perfect time for people to kind of get uh you know a synopsis of you know my life and uh my a little bit of my story so i released change is good now change is good was a song 
that encouraged people to be okay with the changes that were happening in the world. You know, we are going through a COVID-19 pandemic, which hit the world in 2020. And, you know, there's been so many changes around us, uh, whether through this pandemic and whether in our own personal lives. And we have to be open to the changes that are happening. In March, I released Take a Step. Sometimes taking the first step towards your purpose is the scariest, but if you don't take it, you're not gonna go anywhere. So that was, you know, a part of my story, you know, uh, finally deciding to take the step into the music realm after hiding for so many years and making that first step. That was, that was my story of how I got started. Love and found. Now, during the pandemic, I heard so many stories of people traveling when they're not supposed to be traveling to meet uh, their significant others right? and to forge these, well, not even forge, but to, you know, cultivate these relationships. Um, I've heard so many people getting married during the pandemic, you know, when things were shutting down. And um, in my own personal life, you know, I've struggled in the love department of it. And, you know, I've given up multiple times. But, you know, those stories inspired me to not give up and that, you know, my future partner is out there somewhere waiting for me. Uh, so that was the, the story behind that song. In May, I released Triumph. Now, mm. Obstacles and setbacks in my career, but I never, there was never a time that I didn't celebrate the small wins. A lot of times people celebrate the big wins and think mm -hmm. that the big wins are the best wins when really it's the small wins that are the best wins. And it's the small wins that propel the big wins. Uh, even right. as much as getting up in the morning is a win. Most people do not get up in the morning, especially during this COVID-19 pandemic where we've mm -hmm. lost over 4 million people in this entire world. And it's just small things like being able to wake up in the morning, being able to breathe, uh, being able to function like a normal person is a small win. Imagine if you couldn't do that, then you couldn't do all the big things. That's right. So it's just a reminder for people to celebrate the small wins because they're the most important. Um, and then of course, June, Late Arrival, it was a remake of Late Arrival, but the story behind Late Arrival is better late than never. Mm. So even though you may have started something late, at least you did it. Right? That's right. It's kind of like my journey. You know, I thought I entered the industry too late. I thought mm. I was too old when I, when I entered the industry. I entered the industry when I was 24 years old. At times I felt like, you know, yeah. am I too old? I was you know? older. <laughs> but you know, back then, you know, that yeah. was my mindset. I thought, oh, maybe I should have entered when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Right. But for me, it's like better late than never. That's right. It doesn't matter how old you are, at least you did it. That's right. right? <laughs> and then in October, I released your energy. So your energy was, you know, having two different energies coming together. You know, energy is a word that's be that's always used, especially when it comes to, you know, building connections with people and right. um, building relationships. Oh, that person has good energy. You got good you know, energy. I love your energy. Right. And the song was literally just, you know, having these two energies combined. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to expect, but it feels good. Mm -hmm. right and then we come to day to day now day to day is about trusting the timing of your life and throughout my journey i've had to trust the timing of my life big time mm. <laughs> mm. and it's just you know a reminder that um, we may not have all the answers in life 
but you know we just have to trust the path that god has us on you know and that's just how it is we have to have faith faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen evidence of things so not seen. we may not see it <laughs> but if we have the faith like a mm -hmm. mustard seed right you know things can happen and we have to trust the timing like not everything is going to happen when we want it to happen you know sometimes we feel like you have to rush life and i've been guilty of trying to rush life you know just like anybody else but i had to take a step back and really be like you know what i need to take my time i need to be patient you know i'm getting older and you know i'm not young anymore but also um it's important to trust the timing you know we have to have faith there's been times where you know i've doubted myself and you know i'm like oh my goodness why is this not happening for me you know, I've been guilty of, you know, looking at other people and being like, oh, how come it's happening for them and not happening for me? You know, right. we've, I'm sure we've all been guilty of doing that. I've all been and guilty. Yeah. So that song was the most important because, you know, throughout my journey as a musician and as somebody who's bringing something different to the industry, I've had to trust the timing of everything. And some things aren't necessarily meant to happen early. They have That's to right. happen later on. You have to go through things and you have to learn tough lessons in order That's for right. good things to happen. That's right. That that was that was good because that, that kind of gave us a whole perspective and a whole picture of how they all fit with one another. <clears throat> Excuse me. And how it kind of tells your story. Uh, but yes, you know, I had a chance to listen to Today Today. Uh, and I thought it was phenomenal. You know, it started off with a nice piano. And then, of course, uh, what's his name? Mark. Is it Mark? Marcus. Yeah, Marcus. Marcus. I can't pronounce the last name. But, yes. Mar Marcus. Was, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I like how he had a piece. And then the rest of it was instrumental. I was like, oh, I like that. Right? So you're still giving the, the beginning was the, the piano. Then he comes in. And then the rest of it's instrumental. Right. And so it kind of fit people who want to hear some words. Cool. There you go. You got words. But everybody else who wants yep. to hear the instrumental, you got the rest of that. Um, you know, and I always just find it, it's just interesting the story behind songs themselves. Um, because we hear so many different songs, but we really don't know the story behind them. And it's it's always intriguing for me to hear those those types of stories. I feel like I got something in my throat. I don't know what's going on. So give me one quick second. Okay. Okay, there we go. I think it's out. I think maybe. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So people can 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 go and check your music out on uh, all the streaming platforms. Your your YouTube page, of course. Uh, your music videos on your YouTube page. I heard the song on your YouTube page, of course. I think I'm subscribed to you anyway. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought the song was 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 great. Uh, but once again, like I said, there's always a story behind why we create. The music that we create so uh, not a pun either right um, just you know this we create music never mind but uh <laughs> um well man I, you know i got a whole bunch of other questions uh ask away <laughs> so 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 let's talk about music hype beast and how you yes. so when i went to the site boom there was desiree right there bah. all right so so and once again, people want to be on these types of platforms, you know, so how did that come about? How did you get involved with Music Hype Beast? Uh, well, you know what? Uh, they wrote a piece on me last year. 
I'm not sure when, but they wrote an article about me. And honestly, I didn't even know that they were going to make me the face. It wasn't until uh, the CEO hit me up and said, uh, here you go, check the page. And I was like, okay, check the page. And I see my picture there and I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was kind of a shock to me, just like, you know, it was shock, a shock to everybody else that's probably seen it. Mm. Um, but again, I just believe that's just been an accumulation of, you know, my branding and just who I am as a person and um, I guess the connection that I've built and just my presence and the fact that they believe that I represent something that a lot of artists are after. Yeah. Yeah. Once, like, like I said, it goes back to what I said earlier about that authority, about that influence. And so people yeah. see the, the connection and what you bring to the table. So, yeah, because, I'm, you know, most websites, things like that, don't just put people up on their website to be, you know, the face of the, their own brand uh, and what they represent. And so yeah. to be able to to be able to to do that speaks volumes to your own skill set and it speaks volumes to who you are as a music creative because everybody don't get stuff like that. So that's just, that just don't happen. But yeah, yeah music, I was like, oh, look at this. Music hype beast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so, so that, so that, that's, that's always good. Um, but I, so I have, I have two more questions for you. Uh, the, this question is, and it, and it came from uh, your bio, your bio. Uh, mm -hmm. And in your bio, it says your music combines a unique mixture of faith, soul, vulnerability, divine balance, and matchless euphoria. Can you explain those terminologies that are used and, and why those are significant? Because I want to know more about divine balance. Me, <laughs> I want to know more about that. You one. Like, what does that mean? Divine balance. So... I'll let you take it away from there. Well, let's see. The The person who wrote this wrote it in an article. Mm. And I was presently surprised because a lot of what he wrote is actually true. I mean, the divine part, I mean, is just a part of my faith, you know, and just the ability to connect with God in my music. I've been mm. told by multiple people that my music brings healing. Wow. Right. I've heard this from multiple people. Um, example, I had an artist. His name is Isma. He's from Puerto Rico, uh, but he lives in um, he lives in the U.S. And he asked me to do an acoustic version for one of his songs. Uh, and he just wanted keys. And I said, sure, no problem. So he sent me up over the vocals and I uh, came up with uh, something that I thought was fitting. And I sent it back to him and he sent me a message on Instagram and he said he was in tears. And I said, how come you're crying? And he's like, you know what? I had to listen to your song. I couldn't wait until I got home. And I was just crying and I was just bawling. And, mm. you know, it was just so healing to me. And, you know, your, your soul, your music is so healing and just, it brings healing to just situations. And I never really took it in at first because this isn't the first time I've heard this. But even for myself, when I'm going through hard times and 
even you know when I, I'm, I'm not like not well in body my first resort is to go sit in front of my piano and start playing and I don't know what it is but thank you Lord for the gift uh it's just I feel his presence around me and just the healing mm. that everybody keeps saying I feel it for myself and that's probably you know what people hear when they listen to my music because again this isn't the first time I've heard this um come up uh, soul I mean I'm a Toronto girl uh for life you know and I, I go hard for my city and people see that I go hard for my city and I go hard for people and um, I just have this desire for Toronto to just become better um whether that's you know in the industry and just supporting people better and you know us really coming together especially in the black community um so you know just having that toronto soul but also i'm a soulful person as well too like i have a lot of passion i'm very passionate about what i do um i don't just do this just because you know i'm good at it i do it because there's a there's an end goal you know um i'm trying to inspire a generation the current generation and future generations um mm. as i tell people often um I don't care about the followers. I don't care about the likes. I don't care about being famous. I don't care about being in the spotlight. Unfortunately, right. because of what I do, I am in the public eye, but I don't really care about it that much. Um, people often tell me, how come you don't have more followers? And I said, well, Jesus only had 12 followers and he was very influential with the 12 followers that he mm -hmm. had. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you have all these people following you, which is probably mostly bots, who from there is really being impacted by what you're doing? Right, you can have hundreds of thousands of followers, millions of followers, but how many people are actually impacted by what you're doing? Mm -hmm. How many people are you? How many lives are you affecting? How many lives are you changing? You know, at the end of the day, it's for me to see like who's inspired, who's being impacted. You know, who's seeing a change? Who am I able to affect in a positive way? That's right. Right, and that's my passion. Now, the euphoria. Um, I feel like that comes from maybe my presence. Uh, it could be the way that I create my music, maybe. Um, I've been told that um, my music is very out of this world, not of this world. <laughs> it's very like outworldly, like universe. Mm. Um, haven't, you know, I don't know. But I just feel like it's very different to the point where it puts people in a different space, in right. a different headspace um it it comes across as if it's not of this world mm. and i mean it's crazy because you know the bible talks about not being of this world but being transformed by the renewing of your mind so um i'm not surprised that you know people would think that you know my music is not of this world because you know it really isn't you know um especially you know being you know somebody who has a relationship personal relationship with god um, a lot of, you know, my passion comes from that and my faith um, is a part of my music. And not only that, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm able to reach as many people as I can, which is why, you know, I went in this direction in the first place when it came to music, because I didn't want just, I didn't want to just appeal to one, you know, group of people. Um, I wanted you know everybody to gravitate to it 
mm. in however way they need to gravitate to it, right? Now, my music is not for everybody, which is okay. I'm totally okay with that. But whoever it is for is inspired. That's right. Right? So. Yes. So. Can I explain that? That's right. That's that's a lesson right there. It's because your music is not going to be for everybody, no matter who you are, right? Like, people know. They watch the show. I love J. Cole. He's one of my favorite artists, but not everybody likes J. Cole. A lot of people hate J. Cole. I'm like, are you crazy? Are you out your mind? But once again, not everybody's music is for everybody. And that's okay. That's okay. Music is subjective. You know, you're going to like it. You're not going to like it. But for those who do like it, as you said, let it be a blessing and let it impact the lives of those those people. So, but yes. And now I I just thought it was curious how how it was described. And I was like, divine balance. What, what does that mean? Like I'm about to you find have to out. Ask the person who wrote it. <laughs> hey, where where are you, person? Like, what is divine? Like, no, but I just thought that was divine balance. Like, okay, I like the 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 wording, the word choice. In, in in that, uh, and I love your your explanation of each of those different different uh, terminology that was that was there. Um, but kind of kind of summed up in your own words who you are as a as a music creative. So, last question, well, you know, like last question, right? Is I'm sure you know, as with all music creatives, yourself in uh, at this particular moment, that's what we're talking about. Uh, you yourself have had your own types of life challenges uh, or music challenges this year. Uh, so what will be some things that you learned that other people can grab hold of and, you know, use in their own music careers to make them better, effective? Yeah, well, the biggest thing that I learned this year was learning to address all of the trauma and triggers in my life. Now, you don't hear that a lot from musicians, right? You don't hear that a lot from creatives. Um, but, you know, in this pandemic time, uh, mental health, self-care has been quite a theme in my life specifically. And especially last year is when it really reared its head wide open. And I really had to learn how to deal and to work through those things, you know, things that stem from my childhood, things that, you know, stem from, you know, my teenage years, my 20s, um, and ad addressing those things and being self-aware, um, but also learning to, you know, take care of myself as well, too. Uh, this pandemic has been hard on everybody. It's been hard on me, um, most definitely, especially my mental health. Um, but it really taught me how to, uh, I guess, manage and deal and talk about things because I've been somebody who, you know, I don't really, I'm not very open, uh, about my personal life just because like, I just don't yeah, trust no. people, you know? Right. But, uh, but at the same time, you know, mental health is so important. It's an important topic, especially in the Black community. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that it is something that has been spoken about, especially in the music community. Right. No, right? right. Amongst musicians. Right. And to be honest with you, musicians go through the most in the industry. 
And it's crazy that, you know, we don't have a network of musicians that can come together and like really discuss those things mm -hmm. because, you know, there's so much that's expected of us in the industry, in the church, oh, in the church, a lot is expected of us. And I don't think people understand the toll that it takes on us mentally. And I saw the toll that it took on me mentally and how I never really took care of myself the way that I really needed to take care of myself, um, especially being a musician. You know, I'm always on the go. I'm doing so much things. And sometimes it's important to just take a step back and just really breathe. Take a break. Right. I mean, life is too short to not take care of yourself. Right. And it's so important to have those moments where, you know, you're making self-care a priority. Uh, well, that's taking care of your mental, emotionally, physically, spiritually, uh, taking care of those things because it's so important. And I just learned, you know, that it's okay to take a break. It's okay to pause. It doesn't mean that life is going to stop and that, you know, opportunities are going to stop. It's just sometimes you need to take that break and really address those things that may cause us to, you know, have these, you know, mental hardships, right? And I finally chose to address those things and work through them. I'm a very self-aware person and um, I, you know, going through a process of healing and mm -hmm. really focusing on my uh, because it's important and you know it has changed me for the better you know um, and I think it's important for us especially as musicians to talk about these things because I know there's plenty of musicians who just don't have a safe space plenty. to discuss mental health and mm -hmm. I think it's important in the musician community that we create safe spaces for people to you know discuss their their struggles mentally um, emotionally spiritually, physically, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, we all need to heal together at the end of the day. That's and right. it's important to have those spaces. And if I can be, you know, somebody who is like, listen, I've struggled with mental health, you know, I've struggled with self-care, um, I'm going to do that. And it's funny that you, you brought that up because my new single that's coming out next week, Wednesday, um, speaks on, speaks a little bit on my self-care journey mm. uh it's called comfortable and it's just a reminder for myself to be okay with who i am because i'm constantly changing i'm constantly learning and it's important to love myself better than how i have been treating myself because i've been treating myself very well um, mm. in the past and it's important to you know pour that love back into yourself so all the love and the energy that you pour into other people um, and you neglect yourself and you don't give yourself the same love that you give other people, it, it shows and it can affect right. you. So it's now I'm taking all that energy and that love that I've poured into everybody else and I'm pouring it back into me. That's right. And That's being right. okay with who I am because I know that, you know, I'm going through a process and that I'm constantly changing. I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly learning. And I have to be okay with who I am as a person. I have to just accept certain flaws that i've seen as you know detrimental i have to be okay with them you know being mm -hmm. a sensitive person i'm very sensitive and i'm okay with being sensitive i'm picky i'm okay with being picky there once was a time i wasn't okay with being picky and i wasn't okay with being sensitive but mm -hmm. in this new journey that i'm going through i have to be okay with it and i am 
Yes. Yes. Cool. Another one. Yes. Because you have to be okay with it, right? And a lot of times if people are not okay with it, then they go through whether it's changing themselves or regressing back in those behaviors that kind of leads to some of those mental health type of issues. Uh, I mean, but you're right. There really isn't any type of safe space where music creatives can go and kind of have those conversations. Um, I found myself, because I work at a healthcare organization, uh, I found myself sometimes on on interviews, we talk about it uh, because I understand that it is a, uh, a very prevalent thing that happens within this music space that many people don't talk about. Um, and I'm sitting here getting ideas for May because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. I don't know if anybody yeah. knows that, but it is. Um, and so I may do something in May. We'll we'll see how that uh, how that comes along. Because in in my organization, there are people that I that I work with and or that I used to work with that are behavioral health specialists. Um, and so they specialize in mental health uh, and things like that. Uh, and so I may I may reach out to them and we'll see how this yeah. May is going to happen. Um, yeah, I think that would be really look. Good. My, my head is is twirling. There, there may be something coming, so we may I may do that. We'll see. But okay. oh my gosh, Desiree, we have been talking for a while. Did I miss anything? Uh well, yes. <laughs> you know, you never brought this up. Of the wonderful world of TikTok. Oh, <laughs> yes. Talk about that. Go. I'll leave it up to you. Yes. You know, I'm. So I was, and I'm going to be honest, I was anti TikTok. I really was. Um, when TikTok came out in the, you know, midst of the pandemic in 2020, because, you know, everybody was locked away in their houses and needed things to do. So I guess TikTok just decided to come out. Now, I never really got with TikTok in the very beginning because, as you know, I'm trying to upkeep all of my other social media platforms and it's just another social media platform that I have to upkeep and it's just, it's a lot sometimes. So I was on there, I got it in 2020, just like everybody else, you know, trying to do all the dances, all the new dances that this generation has out and I'm not really- You have to be like- Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I just kind of <laughs> let it fall off the wayside because I just didn't really care for it that much. So mm. I deleted it off my phone and I was focusing on Instagram and then my Instagram account got hacked in June and I had to restart and yeah. And then Instagram has just been very wonky these days, especially with the algorithm. Wow, I can't even talk. The algorithms. Um, so Instagram. I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, let me build my page back. Cool. No problem. Then my friend messaged me out of the blue and she's like, Desiree, you need to go back on TikTok. And I was like, why? She said, trust me, just go back on TikTok. I said, okay. Mm -hmm. I sat with it for a few months and I said, you know what? Okay, fine. Let me go put it back on my account. So April last year, I downloaded it back. And because my account got hacked on Instagram, what I did was I took some of the content from there and I would post it on TikTok just to kind of, you know, see what kind of response I would mm -hmm. get. I got a few views here and there, a little 200, 300, 400 views. I was like, okay, cool, no problem. This is what I normally get on Instagram. So it was like, hey, whatever. Um, and I think I had like 105 followers at the time. And in January of this year, I posted a video. It was like a, a video that I posted because I was listening to a song by Israel and New Breed. And I got inspired to just create something just based off that song that I was listening to. 
and I posted it in mid-January and I kind of just left it alone, closed the app because I wasn't really on the app like that, even though I was posting all these different videos. So in February, um, I just so happened to be, you know, on TikTok and I decided to check my page and that video that I posted in January went from, I think, 350 views to a thousand views and then a thousand views to 5,000 views and then 5,000 views to 10,000 views to now today it has a total of almost 70,000 views. It's, yeah, look, look. Look, 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 why you're, why you're over there talking? I'm like, oh, and look at my following went from 105 followers to now almost 10,000. Show me the months. way. Show me the way. And um, yeah, I was like, I was really shocked because I did not expect that to happen. Right. Mm. So I said, OK, let me see if I can get these same numbers again, because I'm a teacher. Um, I decided to do tutorials because on that video that I posted, people were like, oh, can you show me how to do this? Oh, can you do a tutorial on this? So I said, okay, fine. Let me, let me give mm -hmm. people what they want. So I did a tutorial on suspensions. The views were good on there. I have a couple of those suspension videos that are probably at 10, 11,000 right now. So I said, okay, cool. So um, I teach private lessons and one of my students out of the blue asked me, Desiree, can you show me some shout music? Now, anybody that knows me knows me. I do, knows I don't like so I don't like shout music. I don't like playing it. I think it's <laughs> overrated and I, I just don't like it. Mm. Right. And I don't, I've never seen the reason for it. But anyways, um, I showed him a couple of things just from what I remember. And he was like, yo, this is good. And I was like, OK. And then I sat with it for a few moments and I was like, hmm. I don't like doing this, but let me let me do a series on shout music. Right. <laughs> so I posted part one. Part one did pretty well. Got about seven thousand views. I was like, okay. Then I said, okay, let's do part two. Posted part two. Brian, no word of a lie. I posted part two in nineteen hours. I got twenty thousand views. Teach me the way. Teach me the way. That video today is on the verge of 50,000. Show me the way. Show me the way? Okay, me, well, the first- Teach me, Sensei. The first, the first video that I posted, you know how these platforms are like really big on hashtags and using the right hashtags and all mm. that? The original video that I posted, I never used any TikTok hashtags. That's the joke. Mm. So it must've been, I posted at the right time or I know well, I posted it like earlier, but I guess it got right. the for you page or whoever saw it, somebody saw it and just it blew up from there. Mm. But what I realized is using the right hashtags um, and also getting on the for you page. So that's the, the famous TikTok mm -hmm. hashtag is for you, for you page, FYP, because that's where everybody goes to see all the videos. Ah, okay. So I would use those hashtags in addition to you know reaching gospel musicians church musicians mm -hmm. and using those type of hashtags as well too so i have three videos right now combined almost two thousand two hundred thousand and i'm at almost three hundred and fifty thousand views combined in three months wow that's Because at this moment, Instagram sucks. Like, 
Sucks. And so. In addition to that, I booked six new piano clients. Ooh. Because of TikTok. Yeah, see, that's awesome. Okay, the power of TikTok. Maybe I need to go back and revisit TikTok. Because Desiree is doing amazing on TikTok. I may need to go back and look at TikTok. I mean, but you know, I do interviews and stuff. I got to figure out why. People to use it, and for you, like you're doing your interviews, even if you just post like a snippet of it and post it on TikTok. I did, but they didn't get a lot of views. That's why I kind of got like, eh, like so. Look, so I can go here now. That while while we're on this interview, right? And I can go to my TikTok page. Man, the last video got 305. I posted one; it got seven. I was like, no. Then I got discouraged. So, so right now I have, uh, let me see, I don't even know how many videos, is it how many videos you got up here? I don't know. But I was like, eh, okay, maybe TikTok isn't for me. So I might go go back to Instagram, right? So right. I'm going to go back to TikTok. I'm, I'm going to, maybe that's something I should do. Maybe I should just use TikTok for like th- three months solid and just see what happens. And don't post on yeah. Instagram. Just go right for TikTok. So yeah, it's I'm a, a, and that's I'm so funny that. as as we speak. That same shout music video just hit fifty thousand. <laughs> come on, I, come on, y'all, come on, y'all. Like, yeah, Instagram can. Yeah, it's so funny because you know I I I had my other page. I really worked hard on that page. You know, eight years mm-hmm. worth of work put went into that page. And then, you know, I had to restart, which was fine. I, I post my stuff on there. Um, I did post one video recently of a cover that I did of a JoJo song. And JoJo happened to be on tour. And JoJo so happened to see the video. And JoJo liked it and reposted it in her story. And it got oh, 30,000 yeah. views. Oh, yeah. See? So. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's awesome. That's Thank yeah. you, JoJo, for doing that. Yeah. Good yeah. job, JoJo. So that was... That was very nice of her. I really appreciated that because, you know, right. but honestly, ever since I went back on TikTok, my TikTok is kind of lit right now. And I see. it's, it's like I get followers every day. I got new followers mm. every day. So it's not like, you know, I got the 60 something thousand and it stopped. No, it's still going to now. I'm trying to figure out how to monetize. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also trying to hit half a milli mm. very soon. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, okay, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna use TikTok straight for three months, and just go and see what's going on. Because Instagram is getting on my nerves. So. But I mean, also, I had TikTok for since April, and I didn't start seeing these numbers until earlier this year. Wow. So. Oh yeah, I've had TikTok yeah. for a minute, and never really used it. So. Like yeah, we'll see. People get on TikTok. Yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll see. But I, I'm, I I'm a. Wait, I'm gonna commit myself way. to that three months and let's see what happens. So yeah, but man, that, that's exciting. That's super exciting. Like I said, a year can change a lot of different a lot of different things for a lot of different people. So kudos to you, Desiree, for all the things that's happening in your life. Uh, I'm looking forward to what's what's happening next. So, question: What's what can yeah. we expect next? Well, you can expect a new single, Comfortable, out next week, Wednesday, April 27th, featuring Macklin. He's a R&B soul artist from Virginia, I believe. Hey, VA is in the building. Yeah. Oh, I'm from Virginia, yeah, so, so. Connected on 
um, Instagram last year. And we did like a little collab and posted it on TikTok and all that. And then he was like, yeah, I would love to work with you on some stuff. And I said, sure, no problem. So when I was um, working on whatever I was going to do this year, um, I'm kind of just going with the flow this year. I'm trying to not put deadlines on things mm -hmm. anymore. Uh, but I had this idea. And I can't believe I'm sharing this idea because I'm uh -oh. not supposed to share it yet. That's okay. Don't, don't share it then. Do it anyways. Nah, nah, don't do it. No, no, no. I'm going okay. to because I'm sure the people <laughs> have been waiting. Um, I had this idea to put out a little mini documentary series nice. on my a little bit of my self-care journey, right? And that's coming later on this year. So mm. stay tuned for that. Um, and then I also had a few songs that I've just been sitting on. And I thought, why don't we just put out a little mini something, something. Let's do it. Right? So basically, it's just going to be, you know, something that, you know, gives people a little bit of insight on my self-care journey. You know, and nice. really sharing that part of myself as an as an artist and as a musician because I know it's important. You know, because uh, that's kind of the the phase that I'm in right now. I'm healing from you know, childhood wounds, trauma, mm -hmm. triggers, and all that stuff, and mm -hmm. learning to love myself better. So that's right. Good. Um, I... This song is special, special to me, and. Um, you can listen to the preview. There's a little preview on my page on Instagram. You can oh, yeah. there. Uh, but yeah, it's supposed to be airing actually in the UK next week. Um, and it's also going to be airing in the Netherlands a couple of days after the release um, nice. as well. Because some of the radio stations out there were nice enough to do a little pre-song, pre pre-release, and then also yeah, still awesome. stream. So... Yeah, if you haven't pre-saved it, you should probably go do that. The link is in my bio. Pre-save. And we'll also, you know, y'all can help me get on the iTunes charts by actually purchasing it, purchasing it when it comes out. <laughs> that that always helps, right? We support people. We purchase music. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's 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 right. We independent. You know, you. I mean, I'm sure you're gonna go buy Drake's album, right? I just missed, I just said that because he's you know from Toronto, but. I'm saying you're gonna buy, Rock Drake. like y'all gonna buy Drake's album, so you know. He gets Spotify. He gets Spotify streams. Like it, you know. Yeah. Help out your homegirl <laughs> right here. I'm just saying, you gonna buy Drake's album? Help out Desiree D too. You know what I mean? Like, I come on, mean, it's, it's let's go, song. let's do it. Twenty nine. I mean, Stop I can't around. even let's buy you a copy anymore, but you know. It's crazy, but y'all gonna buy that Drake album though, right? Twenty nine ninety nine, but anyway. Mm -hmm. But so Desiree D, where can people find you? How can they connect with you and check out your music? They can connect with me on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, TikTok is blowing up right now. So I mean, if you wanna, you know, hop on TikTok and check out my tutorial videos, I've got more coming. I've got a few. Um, finishing up my shout series. So I got part five coming out this week. And then I started a new series called Church Service Progressions. So uh -oh. progressions that you can use during church service. So yeah. <laughs> and all your fingers be like this. 
I know they'd right. be like, I'll live here and like this and like that. Because church piano players be having fingers, they'd be like, like I know, right? How, fingers, how your pinky stretch way over there? To hit the... I know. People like, ask yeah, me all anyway. the time, how are you stretching that far? I'm like, lots yeah. of work, guys. That's a work. There's some bones in there. They, you know, what y'all don't really know, they secretly go, they dislocate all of them and then they go up there and like, <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> man. I don't know how they be doing it, but they, they fingers extendo. It is, it is what it is, but cool. Desiree, if you can hold on for one moment, it was great chatting with you again. Stick around for one second while I close this out. All right. All right. One moment. Ladies and gentlemen, man, y'all give it up for Desiree D. As always say, make sure you go support, 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 support indie music creatives we are we are the lifeblood for each other we are what keep each other alive right y'all keeping drake alive and j cole and i love j cole right but still support indie artists right we need all of you support what we're doing here at we create music tv subscribe to the channel turn on the notification bell to get notified when we drop new content give us a thumbs up right if you like the content if you like this interview give us a thumbs up that helps us to promote us on this YouTube platform, which is a beast in and of itself. But it helps us to be in the, the face of other music creatives so that they can get this information as well. But I want to say thank you very much for tuning in. Once again, you can always catch our interview series every Monday and every Thursday at 7 p.m. right here on We Create Music TV. Check out the website, wecreatemusic.tv as well. Uh, you can find some additional master classes and things like that on our channel. Uh, and on our website. But thank you very much for tuning in. Greatly appreciate all of you. We're out. Peace.